Hello. And welcome to Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Episode 325. You know anything interesting about 325? No. No, me neither. Let's move on and drink some beer. Indeed. I'm not uh, Steve Layton. He is Roland Glue. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, where is Steve? He's actually in the UK. Uh, he is oh. on his way to London, though. Ooh. That Four very man. London. However, coincidentally, home of our this week's brewery. Or not that coincidentally, given that... Well, I mean, a it's, large number of it's a, it's a British craft bre- brewer. Like you've got what like a, a three in five chance of it being from London. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so London's still the biggest concentration of microbreweries in the UK, followed relatively closely by Yorkshire. Well, there's a surprise. Mm. Uh, Everywhere else, a poor third. Still, we've got work to do. We shouldn't be second. Uh, <laughs> Interesting, uh, recently I've been uh, uh, introducing uh, uh, a new colleague of ours who's uh, new to the UK to various pubs and British beers and all, all sorts of things. And not through any bias, but purely, purely just because that when we go into the places, it's the best thing that's on offer. I keep constantly recommending uh, beers and going... Oh, yeah, that's also from Yorkshire. Oh, and that's also from Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah, that's I think from, uh, yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah. yeah, and it was just, uh, it's just like, oh, okay, the Yorkshire place sounds good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, let's get back to... Uh, so not Yorkshire, it is London. Uh, we have got Partizan's Lemon and Thyme Saison. Mm. So Partizan, we've been drinking their beers for quite a while now. Oh yeah, a long time. I think they have like graduated to the the category of kind of grandees of of craft brewing in London. Um, don't think ever, in the long term of things, not that long, but in in how quickly London beer scene has exploded, they were one of the relatively early ones um, who you would know. Um, talk about in a kind of similar breath I guess Brew by Numbers and um, Red Church so those people who get started yeah. a similar kind of period um, Colonel yeah the, uh... following on kind of from I think Colonel were kind of the, the proper leaves of the pack there and there was mm. this little movement of people very shortly afterwards kind of uh, set up uh, in that kind of Bermondsey area uh, Partisan. This is a saison with lemon and thyme, and I'm pretty sure the lemon and thyme saison has actually been one of the kind of apologise someone's regular ones me. for um, right back to the beginning. I'm pretty sure I had lemon and thyme saison was one of the first beers I had from them. Actually, could be wrong. Definitely, they've they've been doing saisons since the beginning. And mm, I've, I've definitely had uh, lemon this thyme is one before. I've. Uh, mm. It's a good combination because they don't throw the, like the lemons there, but the thyme is definitely restrained for me. It's not mm. overwhelmingly herbal. No, no, not at all. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't hide that uh, little bit of spice that I don't think you get with saisons as well. Like, there's a bit of a peppery uh, thing going on in there, and I think if you use too much of the thyme, you'd lose that. Yeah, so. and this is a 3.8% beer, and as with... Like, it's interesting because this is probably in some ways a more authentic saison than lots of the saisons you can actually get in Belgium these days. Mm. Uh, there was a move that uh, in in more recent history out of saisons in Belgium 
up their alcohol to kind of six percent ish or a bit higher even. So it's fairly common to see Belgian hazels that are fairly dry, spicy, but also a little higher in alcohol. But the saison's roots is um, a beer to be drunk by workers mm. in the fields. So a slightly lower ABV, pale, refreshing kind of beer after a day, mm. hard day's work. Um, yeah, you probably don't really want to, after a hard day's work, a, a few pints of 6%. Uh, if you've got to do a hard day's work the next day, a few pints of 3.8 is definitely Well, unless you're, one of, the, unless you're one of those notorious uh, groups of hard-working, hard-drinking individuals like, you know, Navvies, for instance, mm. uh, were traditionally, but... Uh, but even then, I imagine back in the day, you know, the beer that they were drinking wasn't that strong. Yeah. Because a lot of it was, they drank the beer because it was better than the water. And it was probably yeah. actually a lot, uh, a lot and, lower ABV than what we... It was fairly common, kind of, 19th, 20th century, even early 20th century, it was not uncommon to have lower alcohol beers that were, for the whole family, that were just like a standard. You Because like, you didn't have fizzy drinks in the same kind of way. You didn't have soft mm. drinks in the kind of way. If you wanted something that had more flavour than water... What a good chance you were drinking beer, and it might well have been two or three percent beer that you did because you didn't want to get you just wanted to drink with your meal or something, but it would be beer. I mean, so, it's, it's, a, it's a good idea as well. I mean, I'm, I'm all in favor of it, you know, modern day parenting. You know, it's just like give the kids a beer, they'll go to bed. There we go. Uh, uh, it's probably one of the many reasons why I don't have children. Um, but, you know, should you uh, want to follow Gary's parenting advice, you know, go ahead, give it a try. Just don't blame me when it all goes horribly wrong. Uh, As we go on, I'm, I'm slowly drinking through. I do get that time coming through a little bit more, but I, I really like how they use it. It's, I, I can spot it when I know it's there, but I don't really jump out and shout at me. And that, for me, time is one of those ones where that's, that's the right level of that. Mm. Um, and I think it pairs well with those saison flavours. There's that bit of pepperiness from the yeast. Yeah. Even then, the lemon's not overwhelming, is it? It's not tart. No. It's, it's, a, it's a lemon sweetness more than anything for me. And it, and it works with the hops that are there as well, I think. It's got, Do we know the hops? I don't, know. I don't think it I says... Don't they mention it, but I, I think, think the whole thing is very... No. It's a very harmonious... I, I think what partisan do really well is they take flavours that could be big and overwhelming and they always keep them very balanced and easy drinking. Mm. I, they are one of the few breweries where if I even if I read something that sounded like ingredients that I really didn't want to drink I would probably trust them to have managed to keep it all well, it's in balance that whole additives in beer thing is a, is a tricky one isn't it? and we've seen many examples over the uh, the course of the podcast mm. uh, podcast life the good examples and some really terrible ones yeah uh, I think they certainly have the skill to pull things like this off i think they understand yeah. the idea but of I think, less is more <laughs> i think this is very much like this is a saison this is not a lemon and thyme beer this is a saison that happens to have lemon and thyme used in brewing it yeah. and, and i think that's very typical of all of their beers for me I, they did use those flavors quite a lot of them and i think they are first and foremost that beer style not the flavours, mm. um, which I really like. I think that's a good... It's, almost, it's almost like uh, coming up with, uh, you know, pairings for a menu, isn't it? Like, you want to use... You want to have this thing and you want something to complement it. You don't want it to overwhelm it. And uh, they seem to be very... Uh, 
very skilled when it comes to this uh, particular thing. Mm. Uh, quick thing about the branding. Um, oh yes, they have changed their branding a little bit over over time. I remember their uh, when I first came across this stuff, it was a bit. There was a lot going on. There was. Lot. So they they they've always had um, that distinctive art style. Um, what has changed most there, I think, is just it used to be very busy. Mm. Uh, I think they just cleaned it up a little bit so yeah. it's a little bit more obvious what it is, uh, who it's from. Um, yeah, I think but, it, I think it looks better for it. Although I do, I was quite fond of their their style anyway. So I will say, I I I always felt if you saw their old um, bottles, the artwork would actually look better on the wall than on the bottle mm. because actually, as much as I like a bottle as an art. You know, display of art. It's actually a little bit too small to really get the appreciate it, yeah. and it ends up looking a little bit crowded. Whereas I thought they are the kind of things I would happily see on a wall, and you know, it's a full size image, and they were good. Where did they sell those? I've come across mm. that um, at Magic Rocks Tap. So the bits of artwork that they get commissioned yeah. for their uh, cans and bottles, they also get the original prints, and they're up their their uh, sorry the original like artwork itself. And it's actually hung up in the brewery tap, and you can purchase it. Oh. Uh, so, just they're, they're all one-offs as well. So, oh, uh, very nice. which is interesting. Um, just on the same fact, actually, this is, of course is in a bottle, not a can. Mm, which that is might change that, that dynamic. Yeah, well, both that might change that kind of visual dynamic of how much space you've got to work with in terms of the image. But also, as you said, I was only thinking that then, thinking, well, yeah, this. It is a while. It's a bit unusual to see somebody as well established, I think, as partisan. Most of the well established ones have moved over to Canning. Can. There's still a lot of new people who are, who just can't afford that kind of investment yet. Mm. But I think a lot of the a lot of the more established people like partisan have moved over to Canning. Uh, so it's interesting to see they haven't. I'm not entirely surprised, uh, and I'm quite happy they haven't. But. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm going to continue my position on the can bottle debate. Of I'm not going to make a position. I like cans. I like bottles. I like tasty beer. Well, I like I, happy happy brewers. I think the most important thing is, no matter what thing, what choice you make when it comes to the packaging, is are the contents a fair reflection of what you actually wanted to achieve yeah. like when a customer opens this are they going to have the experience that you expect them to have absolutely uh, that's the most important thing so. yeah and I think you can, you can tell a part of that like that's, that's going to be a, a conscious choice by them that this is how they want people to experience the beer you know some, and maybe some of it is a case of as well like okay yeah we are at this particular level we probably could put it in but you know it's it's a big overhead and you know yeah. some people are quite happy just bottling going you know what we're, there's no need to we're, we're happy well, doing and, what we're doing and and it, you've got that question as well about how you interpret it I, I know some people really like cans but I think for a lot of people a can is also a like, do you value it as much as you would a bottle I'm not sure I'm curious I'm this. curious where we're going to end up with as we're seeing more and more uh a shift from uh, bottling to canning. So with the the idea of the bottle shop, 
Mm, the can shop. Yeah, because, you know, at what point does it suddenly shift to, like, well, we're not actually a bottle shop anymore because nearly everything we sell is in cans. Well, and, and it's like, at what point then do they just become, well, mm. it's the off license? Uh, <laughs> and actually, there's, a, there's a, I think, a point that I, I'm sure I mentioned this before, but I, I think I'm kind of, we're going to get in there now. If I was in my local bottle shop and looking along the shelf there's can 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 bottle and actually my eye is drawn to the bottles mm, because it stands out doesn't it yeah and what the very, one of the things that made the can stand out in the first place was that they were different mm. and actually we are getting that point where in a, in a lot of bottle shops you actually see the majority of what's there is canned and my eye is going to be drawn to the bottles, which are that bit taller, a bit different. They stand out a bit more over the, the sea of cans. Well, I think that's the thing as well to consider, because a lot of the cans, you get the artwork top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, whereas a bottle, because it's only covering, uh, like, maybe two-thirds at most of the volume, uh, you do have uh, a contrast between the glass and the actual label itself that gives you an opportunity to make the thing pop depending on yeah. uh, the, the style that you go for. So it do, it breaks things up a little bit. Whereas if you're looking at a sea of cans, it, it just, they all, colour. they just sort of blend one into yeah. another, don't they? I've definitely um, missed spotting cans and I, I, I've been chatting and someone's going like, how about that one? I've been like, I didn't even see that. It just blurred in the middle of the other cans. Mm. So there's that to consider as well, I guess. Yeah, I... I think it's the thing. I, and at the moment we're still seeing the big stuff uh, like the 750 mils being done predominantly into bottles I'm I waiting for that moment when somebody does a 750 mil can 750 mil can jeez I mean it, it, it may as well be a paint pot I, I hope I hope yeah. someone does actually a paint pot worth of a, with that lid um, but I do hear rumours that the people might be looking at smaller cans as well which I think is like We've come before. It's a gripe for me. Bigger beers, I would happily see in smaller. I agree. Smaller cans. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think it'll be interesting to see. I think we might. I'll be interested to keep quizzing the various uh, bottle shop owners when I see them as to how how does stuff shift? Like, do people prefer the cans, or will we start seeing the bit move back towards bottles when there there's not so many of them on the shelf? I don't know. Mm. Anyway, time will tell. Yes, uh, speaking of time, we uh, should come to draw this one to a conclusion. Uh, I really like the beer. It's very well brewed. It's a nice, light, easy-going beer, which I appreciate. Um, the flavours that they've used complement the style very well. Uh, yeah, that's all I've got to say, really. I, I enjoy Partisan. I've always enjoyed stuff that I've had from them. I've never had a bad beer from them. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, 9 out of 10. Because <laughs> I don't know why I'm feeling generous. Uh, I don't think I'm going to score quite as highly, but I'm going to make a lot of the same comments. I think it's a very refreshing, very well-balanced, very clean beer that is... You can, you can see that this is one they've worked on for a bit and they've refined it. Um, it went down very easily and I think for, for such bold flavours they do a really good job balancing all that stuff back um, I think I'm going to go for a good solid 8 
Right. On that note, we've actually managed to drink up on our own because yeah. that was very easy, uh, yeah. very refreshing. We should probably show up then. Yeah, we're done. <laughs>